thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. We do not have the beautiful Karen Smith, but I am Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And where is that? <laughs> and now, where is she? <laughs> I think like all of us, she's incredibly busy and full on. So we just thought, you know, we haven't had a chance to catch up and um, you've been away nearly a week now. And I just would love for you to share a little piece of where you are, what you've been doing. And, you know, it's interesting today, Cindy, because I'm about to lead a retreat for Mulaney and here you are in a way retreating over there in New Zealand and Karen's gone into retreat today after four days of workshopping. And I just think the importance of retreat is such an um, incredibly highly prioritised uh, message around self-care. And I'm not saying you have to travel the world or you have to go to a resort or to do anything to retreat, but one of your favourite ways is actually hiking. And I, I would just love for you, I haven't heard how it went for you, so you have just completed a beautiful hike that I got to do with my children and brother and his wife just um, 18 months ago. And I'd just love to hear, what did you think of the Tongariro Crossing? Well, I, uh, for one, it was tough, um, I must admit. Um, but in the whole scheme of it, It was beautiful, uh, a very different landscape. The landscape was, you know, volcanic, uh, moon-like, I guess, what you can imagine the moon looks like, you know, the photos that we've seen of the moon. So um, I I believed it had absolute beauty. Uh, It was something not to be missed, a challenge um, and an opportunity not to be missed. And I think, I think, the story behind why we did it was is quite amusing. So um, we travel with a, a couple. Their names are Johanna Velna, and we travelled through Africa and um, Sweden and Denmark and Scotland and Canada and you name it. We 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 like to travel with these guys. It's probably the only time we ever see them. Uh, and we're with them about six weeks ago, and my husband says um, to them, "Okay, so I've planned our trip to New Zealand. What we're doing is that we're going to fly into Auckland we're going to drive down to Ruapehu to this the beautiful chateau that's been sitting there for like I think 100 years we're going to stay in the chateau and then we're going to do the Tongarera crossing now because I've been clued in by you Kim Morrison what the Tongarera crossing was about and it was you know 20 something (laughs) kilometers I thought oh gosh I've got six weeks to get fit now I swim all the time I'm fit when it comes to swimming but Hiking 20 kilometres up and down dale um, through uh, up to 2,000 metres is no walk in the park. And and so I started running the next day and swimming harder and walking and running and doing everything I could possibly do (laughs) to get fit. But, you know, to get fit for 20K is not the easiest thing to do. It's, um, you, you, you know, 20K is more... A mind thing and I remember as I'm on my last 3k I'm going 80% mental 20% physical 
80% mental, 20% physical, because that's what Kim Morrison tells me every day of my life when I'm struggling with something. She said, it's all about the mind. And so I turned my physical body off for that last three kilometers and turned my mind on and, and realized I could do it. But it's, it, it is a mind game, Kim, a real mind game to do that amount of kilometers. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's all relatively individual as well. So I think for many of us, you know, 5Ks could feel like a marathon. A, a dear friend tragically lost her leg and so for her to walk five kilometres with her new leg would feel a very long way, as you could appreciate. Um, to me, it always feels like anything over 20Ks is, is to me when you're challenging the body and that's just for me personally. However, put me in a pool and a 300, 200-metre swim would feel like a marathon. So, as I say, it is relative. And in fact, to be honest with you, Cindy, I've always been taught and told by great runners and especially ultra marathon runners, it's actually 90 10. It is 90% mental and 10% physical. And, and when you think about it, um, the body is capable of so many things. And I think the beautiful thing about the Tongariro Crossing is you get such a variety of landscape, which to me is life. I always look at walking, jogging, um, hiking being in nature as a metaphor for life so to me when I did the Tongariro crossing it started off it was quite cold it was flat there was a lot of people at first at the beginning and then we kind of got into a little rhythm and then there was this very wide open space as I remember it and then walking across one of the plateaus where you know it just made me start thinking about how many people have walked this path it made me wonder how on earth how many millions or maybe even billions of years it's taken for this amazing platform to to be created the way we see it and what animals walked across here what spiritual ancestry is there in this place and to me New Zealand is a very spiritual place it's particularly around our our culture and tradition in the same way that you talk about the aboriginals here so then you find that you're walking along and you're in your own little world and then you get to a hill and at some point on the Tongaru, there's actually ropes to try and pull you up. It gets quite steep at, at one particular point from memory and, and you work hard and everybody's kind of encouraging each other and then there's a little bit more talking and a little bit more um, support of one another to get up there and from little kids right through to, to more aged people. And I think it's at around that point that, you really start um, to really think of us all as one. It's not like there's a competition. It's not like we're racing. It's not like anybody's trying to beat anybody else that say, are you okay? Do you need a hand? And I, I think even from my ultra marathon days, to be really honest with you, the reason why I loved it so much, I certainly will be honest and say that the pain of it, it does not entice me, but the elation and the camaraderie and the connection with others and the, the smile you get from another person who's running a marathon, you just there's just a knowing. So to be out there on that walk, there is a knowing, a knowing that we're all going from point A to point B and we're all going to do whatever it takes. And in the finest words of um, the hunt for the world of people, no child left behind there's no one <laughs> left behind and and we all make sure that we get up and over that hill and um and it was just so cool to see my ballerina who does not like walking and my son who would rather have run it um and my beautiful sister-in-law who was a sprinter and my brother who was a top rugby player at one point just all of us finding our own rhythm and then you come up over that hill and you make it and the view 
the view, I will never forget that view standing at the top of that first peak. And then you look down and there's these, you come across a couple more, um, I guess, rises. And then there's these two glacial lakes, just the most aqua blue green kind of colour you can imagine. And in the middle of nowhere and there's not very many trees and, you know, you have to go to the loo wherever you can find a place to go to the loo. And I know that's where I really got into my jar of almond butter and started just snacking on my, my almond butter. And I don't know. And then it kind of flattens out and then you do a couple more rises. And then what really fascinated me was that you knew you were on your way home when the landscape started to change. Like there was more flora and fauna and there was an intensity and excitement building amongst people. And to be honest with you, um, we ended up um, jogging the last kilometre, I reckon, because you just knew home was was close and you just and we were hungry and we were dying to get into our camper vans. So, you know, I, I liken any hike or walk or anything that feels challenging to somebody as a metaphor for life. There are highs, there are lows, there's camaraderie, there's aloneness, there's emptiness, there's vastness, there's there's compaction, there's contraction and there's expansion, there's there's beauty and there's ugly. It's it's just, and I think if I was to really be honest with Cindy, is, is that's how I see hiking. <laughs> Did I explain it well? Oh, I thought you explained it absolutely beautifully. I was sitting here going, sometimes I can't explain myself and, and why I love to get out into nature and and why it's so important for me to get out on a trek or a hike. But you did that um, absolutely beautifully because that's that's how you feel is it's all it's a, a range of emotions, a range of feelings, a range of scenery, a range of everything that you have when you, especially when you do the Tongarera crossing, because it is, it is, it is so many contrasts um, in it. Um, so, yep, well explained. And that, and that's how I felt the whole way through that whole crossing. I, you know, what got me is those, those lakes were just stunning and I had to touch them because I thought they're hot. They've got to be hot. I'm going for a swim. <laughs> I really thought they were going to be hot. <laughs> I know. Because you're in, you're in there, there's steam vents and they're hot. They're freezing. <laughs> they're freezing. So I went, uh, maybe I won't swim. Nah, bummer. <laughs> but if I really thought if I was alone, I would have just jumped in one of those for a little bit of time. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a lovely, the Tongariro Crossing. And um, to do it with, Howie and, and Johan and Valna um, was wonderful. And it was one of those days where it was rain before and rain after that day, but that was the one day that it was sunny and clear and we could see for hundreds of kilometres. We could see Mount, I think it's Egmont. You would know better than me, Kim, but you could see that that mountain that's over by the coast, you could see that. So we were very fortunate. And I remember um, when we, we arrived into Auckland, we'd driven hours to get to um, Ruapehu, to the chateau. We slept a couple of hours and we had this opportunity to walk this wonderful walk and it was our only opportunity and sleeping only a couple hours just arriving having a difference in time and everything like that we could have gone oh no we're not going to do it we're too tired but it's just so exciting when you 
uh, get there and nature calls and I'm not calling about that nature I'm talking about you know that hike is mm-hmm. calling and and the opportunity that you take at that time and if we didn't take that opportunity I would not have been able to talk about that today and not get excited about our trip to New Zealand in October where we won't won't only be walking one day but we'll be walking you know, many days. And what was interesting is that I remember having a conversation with somebody on the Tongariro Crossing about walks. And I said to this woman, I said, oh, yeah, we're, we're walking um, some Charlotte Pass in October. <laughs> and she knew exactly. She had walked it. She says, oh, my gosh, it's the most stunning, a stunning place that you will walk. It's um, magnificent in every way. So um, that got me excited. I went, right, I'm walking this. I've got 20K to go. Um, and I'll be in readiness for that our October one. I'll keep myself fit and, and keep going. Mm. So yeah, you know, it's such a um, it's such a gorgeous thing. And I think you just you, it just touched on something that I think is really important. You know, we can make so many excuses not to do things. It's raining. It's wet. We don't fly until late. We don't get there. It's too early. Won't have enough energy. And I, I just want to ask you. I know you had all of those reasons probably not to do it. I'm lucky for you. you got a day like we did. It was so extraordinary. But I, I just want to say to you, you know, there's a really important point you just made there. When the opportunity arises, are you somebody who goes, oh, I can't? And it's so easy to let it go. Each day that goes by, again, this is another metaphor. When an opportunity comes up, are you somebody who grabs it with two hands, or are you somebody who? who doesn't see the you know doesn't see the magic in taking an opportunity so I just want to I just I'm so glad you did it because I've been dying to share the excuse me the experience with you but I'm just wondering I don't know whether or not you can can give me a little bit of a rundown you said you were with Johan and Belna and I don't know if you're aware or not but we've had quite a few emails from people asking about Africa did you happen to talk about Africa at all Oh yes, we talked a lot about Africa because whenever we um, travel, well, whenever we are with Johan and Velma, we're travelling. We that's what we do with them. We hardly ever see them outside of travel. Um, so we did talk about it, and they've just been to Africa, and they were really looking at um, how they were going to do our tour. They'd already um, been to many of the spots, but there was one spot they did not talk to me about, and that was the uh, mobile camping which was in, is going to be in Botswana. And we talked about that experience and what that's going to be like. And you should have seen their eyes light up as they're talking to me about going on uh, a trail with the, the Kalahari Bushmen. So you know what I'm like about cultures, Kim. I, I love cultures. And when I was in Namibia with Johanna Balmil, we, you know, went through a riverbed for, for quite a long time looking for... Um, the Himbas are living in their natural areas without Western people bringing food or anything like that. These guys lived way out in the bush and the only way to get to them was through these riverbeds at 10 kilometres an hour for many days. So that to me was really exciting. So we'll be doing the same thing in Botswana but with a different tribe and these tri- this tribe is the Kalahari Bushmen who I think a lot of people have heard about and how they survive in the bush and in the desert. That, the Kalahari is a desert and how do they survive in it? So we get to go on walkabout, as we would talk about in Australia, we get to go on walkabout with the Kalahari Bushmen. We, um, 
they also um, linked me to an Instagram page which will show people who are either coming with us or who are thinking about coming with us as to what this experience is going to be like. Now, this is just the time in Botswana. And the group um, and, and the, the page to go to um, is spelt M for Mary, E, N for Nelly, O, underscore, A, underscore, K, W, E, N for Nelly, A. Now, I'll make sure that I put this in the, um, in the notes so that everybody gets it. But can I recommend that you actually go to these their page and have a look at what our experience is going to be like with these guys. So w- what you'll see pictures of is you'll, you'll see pictures, of course, of elephants and lions and um, landscapes. And one of the landscapes you'll see is a salt plain, and that's the Mahima. I can't say it really well. Johan says it beautiful, but it's the Mahimahi um, salt flat. <laughs> it's hilarious. But you'll see a photo of camping on that. We'll be doing that. You'll also see the Kalahari Bushmen uh, hiking with women, men and children, hiking with us. We will be doing that and learning about how they survive um, in this amazing landscape. You'll also see the tents that you'll be staying in as well as the people that cook for us and how they cook for us. Everything is cooked on open fires and um, it's, it's beautiful foods. And one of the good things is Johan and Valna follow Changing Habits. And they are meticulous about anybody that they put on safari has to be fed the way that basically Changing Habits loves to eat (laughs) or Cindy O'Meara likes to eat. So they are aware of our dietary requirements, which which is brilliant. Uh, And so um, that's really exciting. And these guys are learning, believe it or not, a lot from Johan and Valna um, with regards to this is the type of food that we eat. We do not want any of these types of foods in there. Even though they eat bush food, they're, they're trying, what they're trying to do is they're trying to appease the white man's way of eating. But as Johan and Valna know, we don't want them to appease the white man's way of eating. We want to eat the way these people eat. We want to eat the, the traditional diets, the traditional foods, the foods from the bush, um, the wild meats, um, except for Linda. She won't want to do that. And Linda will know who I'm talking about here, <laughs> who's coming with us. Yeah, we'll make sure there's vegan for you, Linda. Don't you worry. Um, and so I would follow those guys. And the other one to follow is Safari Frank for it because it is Safari Frank on Instagram that is created this for us. So Johan and Valna's company is called Safari Frank. I'm so lucky. I get to go with them for free. <laughs> well, you know, I got to pay for things, but um, they just show us the most amazing places. They're, they're South Africans who love the bush and are always on safari looking at local tribes, people and understanding their ways. And we are so fortunate um, that we are able to experience not only different tribes, but different places where we can see animals in the wild and we get to hike. We will have people that um, mm. will protect us as we're hiking. We'll learn how to track. We'll understand spore. So spore is poo. And I know we always talk about poo and um, imprints of animals and what they are. And if we get to be with Frank, you'll see in Safari Frank, if we get to be with him, he is the best at finding chameleons, uh, which are the most amazing 
animals or not, I don't know if they're animals or they're part of the insect. I don't know what they are. They're just stunning these chameleons. So, and he can, because he's really good at reading spore, he, he can find animals where other people can't find animals. So we have just, I'm so excited that I had this opportunity to spend time with Johan and Val since they've created this program for Up for a Chat to really talk about the program. And as I said to Johan, I said, you know, we really want to do a lot of movement. We don't want to be sitting all the time. So one of the things we have changed and we've changed uh, our experience in Namibia at Fish Canyon. So we will do more hiking and we will camp out um, down the bottom of Fish Canyon as opposed to going down and then coming back in one day, we will actually have the absolute privilege of being down in the canyon, which is the size of the Grand Canyon with no people. That's, I think that's the most exciting right. thing is that we will be where there is no people. It will just be tribes, us, a little bit like Peru, Kim. You know, it was just us and mm. the tribes mm. that were in the um, Andes and, you know, there wasn't crowds and crowds of people. So it's exciting, really exciting. Mm. See, it is really exciting and I appreciate that all the thousands of listeners that do download, not everybody can come. What is your um, suggestion around how to get that same feeling, that, that feeling of being at one, um, that feeling of, I don't know, spiritual connectivity, that sense of being alone and yet completely connected. What would you recommend people to do in their own busy worlds? What are some things that you do to detox from our world, so to speak? Well, I, I actually think that um, they're the basics. It's making sure you have a good night's sleep, making sure you don't have brain fog. And, you know, that's what we do really well at Changing Habits is, is teach people teach you how to eat well so you can get rid of that brain fog. And I think there's a lot of people walking around with brain, brain fog at the moment and a lot of people talk about it or depression or anxiety. And we know that the food that we consume are vitally important um, for brain health. So that's another thing about, I think, going to the farmer's market talking to your farmers, having a connection with the land, having a connection with the people you're buying your food from as opposed to a grocery store. It's about getting rid of chemicals out of your life. Like, what, like your oils, Kim, to me, ground me. Um, I have different colour, you know, different, um, not coloured, but different um, blends that I use when I travel, when I hike, when I need something as far as focus. I love focus and clarity. Uh, so there's those are really important to me as well as eliminating chemicals from my house and, and creating an environment in my house with plants that I can grow, that produce food, um, are also important. But then it's about getting into nature and we can do that anywhere. So I'm in New Zealand at the moment and I'm sorry for people if I'm, I'm sketchy. I'm just not sure if New Zealand internet's as good as Australia. No, only kidding, Kiwis. Only kidding. Only kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, I'm near. Um, I'd actually like to say I think it's us. I think it's our internet. <laughs> well, do you think it's yours? I don't know what it is, but um, but I, I'm near a park. Fiber optic cable in New Zealand forever, Cindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's Aussies. It's Aussies. <laughs> um, but I'm near this beautiful park and there's sheep and there's cows and there's nature and you can really get into um, going out, uh, even in the middle of Auckland and going into a park, in the middle of Melbourne, Sydney, there are places, or 
taking, making the effort and spend driving an hour if you live in the city and getting out and doing those hikes like the Blue Mountains or like the Sunshine Coast, we just have to go up to the hinterland, at which you're going to today, aren't you, Kim? You're heading up to the hinterland to do your um, retreat with many of your graduates and people who follow you. Uh, I'm jealous. I would love to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be going. I love where you're going. It's just one of the most beautiful places. And then look, like, like well, the, the beautiful thing is it is a beautiful place. It is a five-star resort. And, and I really appreciate that not everybody can do things like this or will be so grateful to have the opportunity to do things like this and I understand not everybody will have the opportunity to go to New Zealand and do the Tongarera crossing and or come to Africa or come to New Zealand with us at the end of this year which is why I really appreciate your your things on how your suggestions on what, what we can do and I think as we get into and, and you know it's almost coming into March now and we're just you know the year is ticking by and I just I really wanted to hear you talk about this because I think today's podcast is really, you know, finding a way to check out in order to check back in. And the byline of my retreat, for example, is um, your elevation may require your isolation. I'll say it again, your elevation may require your isolation. And I think for many of us, if we can just find some time to be alone, to journal, to do the crossword, to walk bare feet on the sand or the grass to if you're in the middle of a drought which I know a lot of people are at the moment you know what can you do to have yourself feel um, connected and have some sense of power if you like or some sense of inner power that will help you get through that until the rains come or some of our listeners are in the freezing cold and they've been snowed in in places so you know what are you doing to warm the cockles of your heart what are you doing to make yourself feel great and to actually be alive and feel this incredible planet and all her glory and all her magnificence of what she offers us if we just checked out sometimes to just take notice of our environment or check out the plants that are growing or to notice the redness of the dirt or across the Tongariro plateau how black everything some of those plateaus were and just really um, find a place to to be okay. There's remember, as Karen would always say, there's my business, your business, and universal business. So, you know, we can't help a drought. We can't control the snow. We can't control, um, you know, the calm waves or the, the big waves at the beach. That's none of our control. That's universal business. But what I do love, which long hikes and long runs and long endurance events do help you to do, is you focus on the 90% mental and the 10% physical. How am I going to have an attitude around this? What am I going to do to support myself? And one of the things we're doing at the retreat this week is is to do our manifestation, which you've taught me, Cindy, and I really want to pass on what you've taught me so that I can, um, I won't teach it as eloquently as you, but it'll be, there'll be parts of it that I just think it's really nice to take the time to do your dream journal and just to, to let go of the everyday pressures and stresses and, I just know that you've got a massive trip coming up and you've been away already and I know you've done that, but would you agree that, that doing the Tongariro crossing for you filled your heart and soul for all the busyness you've had so far but also for the next three weeks? How are you going to look after yourself on the road over the next three weeks? Yeah, good question, Kim. And the, the, I think the crossing was a really good 
um, start. And it was, it's funny, the last couple of days um, I've been at uh, Napier at the Art Deco weekend, which is a fabulous weekend. And one of the things I did was I noticed there was an ocean swim. Now the ocean's a lot colder at Napier than it is um, in Queensland. But I thought, I'm going to do it. I only did the, the 300 metre dash with 1920 period togs on and a, a rubber cap with a, you know, it's got a, a chin um, belt on it. It was just hilarious. But that to me is when I do stuff like that, that um, is able, that's how I look after myself when I travel um, because I found there was a lot of socialising, a lot of cups of tea, you know, a lot of places, you know, you sit and you eat. And I would find myself going, look, that's really nice, but I need to go out and do something else. So I'd go for a bike ride or I'd go for a swim or I'd put, the, put myself into a challenge of cold water. I didn't want to do the kilometre because I didn't know how I'd handle the cold water. But once I'd done the 300 metres, yeah. I went, bummer, I should have done the kilometre. But anyway, you know, um, but I went swimming the next day. I go walking. I just move away from people I, I realize that it's really important for me to have solitude I can't be with people 24 7 I actually can be with my husband believe it or not um 24 7 because we both give ourselves the space when we're um maybe having a cup of tea together he'll read the paper I might do the crossword but when you're with other people who want to have a, a a chat and and they're friends um it's really hard so I find that um, isolating myself is a really important thing to do. Eating well, using your oils, making sure I move, um, sleeping as well as I can, especially when I change time zones. It's really important for me to have my sleeps. I actually time my plane trips so that I sleep, not stay awake. Um, so, yeah, just I, don't, I think it's just trying to keep that routine that you do at home but doing it while you're away. And whenever I get to a place and I know it sounds funny, I don't leave myself stuff in the suitcase. I take it out um, so that I can see what I've got. Cause being in a suitcase, sometimes you just open it up and you see the top layer and that's the end of it. <laughs> it's just, you, you don't look any further in. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Tell me darling, when you're traveling and you feel alone or you can't get the food that you want, how do you keep your mental, um, how do you keep yourself up so that when you turn up on, on, at the event to speak, because that's something that you have to do a lot of, what, what do you do to actually motivate yourself when you're, even on the days that you don't feel like it? Like, well, you don't get a choice. No, you don't. You know, Kim, how we did that um, uh, dressing, we got dressed up and we put makeup on and we, 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 we did a little video on it. Do you remember we did that a couple of days before I left? Yeah. That's what I do. Yes. That's um, what I do. That's one of my rituals is I have a shower, I get dressed up, I put makeup on, I do my hair, I make myself look good. Even though I might be feeling a little bit tired, uh, I'll eat protein, I won't eat carbs, I'll put your oils on. I think it's those rituals that I usually do to make myself feel good, that even when you're not feeling good, you still continue to do the ritual and for some reason your brain just clicks in. And um, it's a matter of you just, you just, you just do it. Uh, and, but it is. It's those mm. rituals that 
um, we talked about in that little video that we did. And I hope maybe you can um, point people to where that video is, Kim, um, in the in the show notes, because I think it'd be good yeah. for people to see that. You know, you're not feeling good, but you get up, you have a shower, you do your makeup, you do your hair, you get dressed, you're ready for the day. Yeah. And I think um, that's actually on, I've got a free challenge on at the moment if people are interested it's um you just go to www.selflovejump.com so self jump, and it's a 28 day challenge that I've opened up to everybody to see and it's just 28 days of rituals with me um I'm showing you all the things that I do over a 28 or over each day I'm just giving giving you different ideas and different things to think about so that you can, um, and it's only you only need ninety seconds to a minute a day to have these ideas. Um, but if you, it's free. I just wanted to help people realize that there is there is always a way to take care of yourself. There's always a way to check out. There's always a way to elevate your soul. There's always a way to to bring you back to the true purpose, your core, your vision, your mission, your purpose. So there's always ways. But sometimes in the day-to-day of busyness and kids and partners and business and career and all of these things, we, we just seem to forget. And mm. I, I really wanted to bring up and why I love this podcast topic today is because, you know, we all think that we have to get away or we have to, to spend a lot of money to get that feeling. But, you know, on the self-love jump, we, we've had over 700 people register in it that you can jump in at any point, share the love. But it's, mm. you know, and Cindy, when, when we got dressed up, I mean, one of our things, we were both tired. You, you were half, you were just about to finish your graduation. I had a day to go before my graduation started. And, you know, we do not stop. But I think what keeps us going <laughs> Apart from the fact that we have a lot of fun, but I think the thing that keeps us going, my love, is the fact that we um, we just really enjoy those rituals of swimming, crosswords, eating beautiful food, going for walks, feeling nature, um, talking to my plants. <laughs> we do that often. <laughs> Having a beautiful smoothie with a drop of peppermint in it, feeling it go all the way down. There's just so many beautiful little rituals you can do that connect you back to quietness in the busyness of life and I think of nothing else um, if you can take nothing else from today's podcast the experience that Cindy had in Tongariro you know listen to people's podcasts about where they've been or their journeys feel someone else's experiences through their eyes I think that's why I love TED Talks so much as well because you get to hear something with a new perspective or a new opportunity of learning and I I just think stay active as Karen would say stay in the work never stop giving yourself an opportunity to learn or to grow or to do something physical yeah now I have a question for you Miss Kimmy so you've just done, is it three or four days with your graduates and your HLEs? Is that what you've just done? Yes, we just did three and a half days graduates. So they have, they've had 16 weeks, of course, online material, all self-care. So my program is a self-care program all around looking after yourself and learning rituals. Of course, the number one modality I tend to talk about is essential oils. So they had that. And in the compulsory part, the magic of my program really comes to life in the live event when we're all here together on the Sunshine Coast. So, yeah, we just had that, my love. 
And now you've got half a day off. You're doing a podcast with me and then you're going and doing a five day. You're the main, you're the main person. It's your retreat, five day retreat. Am I, am I hearing myself right here? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how are you doing it? Because I know, you know, I do two and three days and um, I don't know how you, like I'm, after the end of a two or three day, I'm like going, right, I'm out for the count. But how are you doing it? <laughs> Look, I think I, you've got to remember all our different personalities and you get fed um, by your way of recharging is to give a lot, but then you've got to take a lot of time out for yourself. And I don't mean you've got to take months to recover. I just mean probably for however many days you've put into something, I've noticed for you, you need those many days to recover from it or to recharge yourself from it. And and that's fairly typical of, of someone like yourself who does a heck of a lot of research, someone who does a heck of a lot of planning and foresight and leading a big team. Um, someone like myself, even though, yes, I do a lot of those things, I don't have that left science brain ticking all the time. And my right side gets very, um, I guess, fed by people. It's not to say by the end of those three and a half days, and I spoke intensely for the whole time, um, nearly, we did have a couple of beautiful guest speakers, but I do feed off people. But I also know that the retreats I put on are what I need. And um, this retreat is really nature walks. It's it's beautiful cooking classes. It's having other people lead things. We do these beautiful little um, self love rituals. We've got a spa treatment. We've got massages. We've got um, this gorgeous. We're doing um, the five love languages. We're doing the whole thing around that. We're doing coloring in. We're doing uh, we're doing our manifestation journal. So it's all you could call it four days of adult kindy, really. Um, and that's how I love to recharge. I love to share it with people, but I also love to have my alone time when I'm in this thing. So interesting that we design programs that we ourselves, you know, thrive with and, and enjoy. So yes, I was a little bit tired, but then my children were home on the weekend and I, you know, they're away and um, I've stopped my blubbering now that they're both away during the week. I've, I've got my act together, but that feeds me. And and then you running in and seeing me feeds me and just, you know, us sharing a couple of nights together last weekend during while we were working. Yeah. Friendship feeds me. Connection feeds me. So, you know, I think, I think it's – and how could you not be recharged up in the hinterland of the Sunshine Coast? I mean, really. I agree. It's such an – they say there's such an energy in that that area i feel it um and but they do talk about the energy of um the hinterland of the sunshine coast you know i just listened to what you're going to be doing this week and why am i going to cal jam and not with you <laughs> i know you would love this oh my gosh would i ever you make sure next time you do one that you let me know because i'm going i'm going as a delegate oh, oh, oh. i you you would love it. even if you came as a speaker i could just get you in delicate for the rest of the time <laughs> oh i agree darling i agree and i think what's so beautiful um and, and even our listeners is the amount of feedback that we get from everybody and and i think just just so that you want to keep your questions coming because we are going to do a q a session next yes. week so yeah 
we'll make that next week's podcast. So any questions that you have coming in, we will be doing a Q&A for you guys next week. So, yeah, I, I just was, I really thought, and what I noticed with all the graduates, your graduates last weekend and mine this weekend, there's a lot of fatigue out there. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people feeling, um, even though the year started, I've just noticed there's a lot of people, you know, just a little bit lost maybe or a little bit exhausted already. And Karen's been away doing her effortless self, her beautiful free programs that she's offering all around the country. And I think she had nearly 100 people in Brisbane on the weekend. And she's just, you know, I think we all give and want to help so many of our beautiful listeners and people in our tribes. Um, and I think the greatest reminder we get from that is that in order to be the walking talking example we too must recharge and certainly for the three of us one of our loves is hiking Mm, definitely definitely it's a it's a love that we we enjoy (laughs) we get revived by it yeah and you know the questions i just want people to know that we do see their questions and we do put it on our agenda to answer it's just that it's it's not just up for chat questions that we get. Like you get um, Kim Morrison, you know, 28 um, questions. I get questions from my protocols, from my nutrition program. You get them from your HLE program. Karen gets them and we don't always get to them straight away, but we try to. Like um, there's a beautiful question from Lauren Steenfort and I will answer her and it was about, you know, what do you do um, when you're pregnant and you're faced with... Um, the whole rhesus thing. So there's those questions. There's how do we use LSA? There's questions on, um, I'm just looking at some of them at the moment, um, vitamin K. There's, there's, just, there's just nonstop questions from people with regards to um, how, how do we deal with life? How do we do that? So I think next week we will be doing our question and answer from um and our feedback i think it's important to do our feedback as well from everybody so that we can address what you're asking us instead of not addressing it um and that's not through lack of trying we do try don't we miss kimmy yeah yeah so i just yeah i just wanted today's podcast to be short and sharp let you yep. know how we check into ourselves and also to to let people know that we will be definitely doing it might even take a couple of podcasts we don't mind just keep your questions coming because you know it's time that we really did answer these things and it's easier for us as you say cindy to answer it in this forum than it always is for us to um <laughs> for us to always write it when we look at how many things we have to write so i agree sweetheart okay wonderful anything else you want to add before we sign off no just on, being on retreating in this... and the importance of, of yeah. yeah. no just by being in this beautiful land i'm so excited to hike it in october with you and karen and all of our people that have have booked in and i do believe we have a couple of spaces left for new zealand um and and the same for africa um, talking with um, Safari Frank, you know, um, Johan and, and Valna who have, who have done this whole thing for us, um, that also and checking in and doing that in 2018, I'm so excited for. I just feel very fortunate that I have, I believe, manifested this. Uh, I, I, I remember in my manifestation book I've got um, all about travel, and how I wanted to go to these places. And here we are, Kim. 
we're doing it you know and with beautiful people with just stunning people our Peru trip we've all become friends and um, I saw one of um, the girls from Peru recently, Linda, only about a week ago, and I saw her and I just about cried. It was like home week, just bringing back all of the memories of Peru. So, yeah, it was Yeah, it was good. It's so true. It's, and that's really where we get to, I think, in those community events or doing programs or belonging to a or a church or a, a school group or a, whatever it is, one thing I really got clear again on the weekend was that it's about being part of a community, a tribe, a, a cult, <laughs> a, um, a group of like-minded souls. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're creating. And, and then I love it when the three of us come together and combine all of our beautiful tribes. It's, it's just magical. So absolutely right. Get your questions in. If you're interested in either the New Zealand trip or the Africa trip with us to hike and so that you can elevate your, uh, yourself um, through the isolation of, of retreating and getting to back into nature, then go to awakenthechangewithin.com and you'll see both um, beautiful itineraries are on there and Karen is always at the ready to, to let people know more information. We did have another beautiful person just sign up on the weekend for New Zealand. So I do think there's a couple of spots left, but, you know, it, it, they both will book out. So if you are sitting there flirting with the idea, then now's a good time to at least let Karen know that that you are definitely on the radar so that she doesn't um, doesn't miss you. And if you've got any feedback about today's podcast or want to share with us ways in which you like to check out so that you can check back in, um, then please go to facebook.com forward slash up for a chat or, of course, the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And, uh, and again, please go to those either of those places to make sure we can get your questions answered in the next podcast or two and make it a real Q&A interactive one. And we're really looking forward to that one. Uh, apart from that, though, I just want to say, Cindy, have a beautiful trip. You're going to make such a huge impact over there in America and the UK. What a privilege for us to know you. I know I speak on behalf of Karen and I. I'm very proud of Karen and what she's doing out there in the world with her effortless self-programs. And I'm very, very chuffed and want to congratulate all the graduates from both of our programs this weekend um, and also yours last weekend. So, you know, my final tip, go and frock up, go and put a bit of lippy or a lip gloss on, go and um, you know, shave the legs, paint the nails and, and go out and have a beautiful coffee with a girlfriend or go out and, you know, make a beautiful meal at home and have some lovely little rituals around that. Uh, on behalf of Cindy and I, we just want to say go away, be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world and we'll see you next week this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.